Welcome and you're listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's podcast. Mikey is in the studio yet again. We've called this one Never Turn Down a Downturn. And the music intro there, PNC, good lad out of Palmerston off there, like a dream, living every day like a dream, my life like a dream, sorry, and grinding to succeed. And I think that's what we're going to need to do over this next little while, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's seeming that way, isn't it? I think yep. uh, the writing's on the wall now, although we are living the dream up here in Omaha, mate. Mate, I, I step into my dream life where I get to house sit and they pay me to do it, which is outstanding. Get up in the morning, I go to the cafe, have breakfast. I got in the ocean the other day, shit, it was cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, come back and do some work and I get to think about things that I'm working on. And one of the other ex- one of the exercises I did this week whilst up here was thinking about, okay, how do I want to show up and take advantage of this recession? Now, this is an exercise that I did when I was house-sitting leading into the... Uh, pandemic as well and the stock market was fucking crashing Mm. and it looked like holy shit we are heading for a world implosion Mm. and we're about to shut the borders and I started to write down okay uh, what do I need to start thinking about and then it didn't really happen because everything just boomed yeah everything got money thrown at it yeah Debt was free and everything went everything went nuts. Yeah, the the shares were were down and then they started booming back and business was cranking and everyone was getting government handouts and there was just fucking cash everywhere and people yeah. were going to buy a second or third property and it just was nuts and I sort of thought oh okay well maybe I didn't need to be doing that but uh, I think we're at the stage again where we do need to be thinking that because I I do think more people are now seeing like oh yeah this is getting ugly this mm. is getting a bit weird mm. so. It's, I think, a, yeah, I think a recession's, I, you know, <clears throat> with the amount of credit and, and money printing and all that shit, I reckon we're in a recession already. Like, if they print a, a flat GDP number, then, you know, what's a recession? Two negative quarters yeah. GDP. Um, one percent, it's, yeah. it's, it's negative. <laughs> well, even if we don't have a, a technical recession, there's going to be a downturn, right? Because, oh. Oh yeah, what am I drinking there? My <laughs> glacial water doesn't really agree with the throat there. Um, as we try and record three podcasts back to back, so if we just think about the wealth effect alone, with the amount of people who are like, okay, I, I feel less wealthy because my house is going down, interest rates are going up, my shares are going backwards, my shares account's gone backwards, Celsius fucking lost all my crypto, yeah. you know, <laughs> this fucking contagion but everywhere. Give you a story from a client last week who's very close to construction. Now they supply a construction company that build houses and they build new builds and the construction company gets in touch each month and they're basically like here's how many houses you need to supply your product for and in the boom they were basically sending them an order every day being like heads up with another one another one another one another one so they did 90 in 90 days now in the last 90 days said how'd you go they said oh yeah we got 13 they've sold 13 fuck. so this is what happens right they then go mm, fuck we need to start thinking about, like we thought we were on this trajectory, now we realise we're not. And then they think, oh, they start asking the people that uh, they use to install their product, how are you guys getting on? No, fuck, we're tapped out, mate. What are you on about? Fucking get, leave us alone. We'll do that when we want. We're tapped out. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, because they're still doing the orders for the 90, right? Yeah. And they're already thinking, hmm, which one of these are we not going to give work to next? Yeah. But we're they talking to them at the moment. Oh, fuck off, mate. We'll do it when we want. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so they're already testing them for who do we want to be working with. 
And that's where the people that are kind of at the end of where the money flows through, they're like, how the fuck did this happen? Mm. But these people, my client, are already going, hey, you know what? Like, we need to start thinking about if, like, how do we position this? this? And they're already thinking, okay, we would like to take a pay cut themselves and live leaner to look after their staff as long as they can so they don't have to let go of staff. And that's how they're thinking is their mindset. Yeah. But not everyone thinks like that. And some people will just be like, last on, first to go. Mm. And that's where I think you start to see unemployment and people losing their jobs. And I think we'll see a bit of that. So I think that people just can't see it yet that the downturn is already here Mm. and it's all slowing down. It's just going to flow through. I mean, it's the same thing with the interest rates, right? Like they were at 2.19 or whatever, and now they're at 5. But there's still half of the New Zealand mortgages to roll off over the next six months onto the new rates from the lower ones. Yeah. So that kind of lag comes through everything, right? So we've got, you know, people seeing it in the construction space and then that feeds through into them taking a lower pay cut or other versions of that, people cutting their staff and, yeah, it just slowly spreads through and hopefully it is it is slowly and it is a, a soft landing that the Reserve Bank want to create. Yeah, well, we will see. I don't know if they're going to be able to create a soft landing, but yeah, uh, I think last last time the I think the Reserve Bank used that wording, soft really? landing, which is, that, is like basically admitting that it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. So one thing that I reckon, mate, is that people because we got let off the hook massively during COVID, right, with the handouts and stuff. Yeah, and then overdosed. Yeah, and yeah. money was everywhere. In America, for instance, April, May, I think their biggest months of credit card debt increases. So people are now having to rely on credit. And again, people go, instead of working hard or trying to find solutions, they'll, their solution is, oh, afterpay, credit. Mm. Not, what can I sell? How can I work? What can I do? What extra can I do? So I think we're going to end up with a bigger divide because the people that don't want credit as their solution are going to go, okay, what can I do to add value? And that's what I think Keep the Change listeners need to be thinking about at work. Solving problems for your employer, for instance, if you're an employee, and thinking, okay, if there's a role that you really need to hire, how can you help them um, fill that? If there's um, some uh, potential client you could introduce them to, like start to think more like the business owner rather than this is just my job. Mm. Because, and, and there's overtime required. Oh, I really don't, can't be fucked doing that. Put your hand up, you know, mm. get it done. Just if you can do it, do it because you're going to get noticed and people are going, like people always appreciate hard workers and good attitudes. Yeah, I think um, having a, <laughs> instead of a, instead of the view that's been sort of floating around of, um, you know, I can, I can go to Australia and get paid more or it's still happening or I can go and get a job somewhere else and get a pay rise and I'll just put that pressure on the boss type thing. It's probably start, better to start having a more longer term view. Like, if you think that you're going to want to stay at the company or whoever you're working for um, for <laughs> more than the next 12 months, then start treating it like that and, mm. and um, show your value. Yeah. Um, just, you know, that stuff gets recognised by employers. Yeah, yeah, they appreciate it, especially because there'd be a lot of people that don't think like that and don't want to do that, so then they don't. So you're competing with them in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And you're kicking their ass if, if you want to. And I think this pandemic's probably made some people lazy, I can work from home, I can fucking do it on my time, or 
you know, I don't need to go to the office all the time. Oh, there's plenty of cash. Oh, my house price has gone up anyway. I don't even really give a fuck about this job. Oh, my shares are crushing it. All that shit's unwinding, and we're going to have to go back to, hmm, how hard and willing are you to actually put the time and effort in that's required to get you closer to your goals? Yeah, it's also not a time to be, um, like, scared of a... Is there is a feeling, a sense of fear when the word recession is spoken about, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like we're seeing all these prices crash in the share market and stock market. It's already starting in housing here. Um, people people don't like to admit it, but prices are down like 10, 12% since November or whatever last year. They're probably going to do that and, and more, but it's not, a, it's not like um, everything stops. Like money doesn't vanish and, and nah. you know, like everything's still out there and you can go and work for it and do it. Yeah. And because there is that sort of feeling of fear um, and uncertainty around, it's actually a time where you can, you know, recruit good people or be one of the good people that are going to get recruited, um, grow grow your brand, grow your, your knowledge, just become like a, a better, more valuable version of yourself, eh? Mm. And... You've got a you've got a bit of time, but if you can, because it's going to be probably a bit of a slow grind. But if you get stuck in, fuck. When when we come out the other side of it and things start ripping again, and you're number one off the rank, yeah, best spot to be in. Well, that's at the top of my list here, mate. I've got some notes here for the recession 2022-23 with an arrow because I don't know when it goes to. So that's uh, an infinite arrow. Eighteen months. Eighteen months, he says. So remember the boom on the other side is one of the things I've written down. Yeah, and right often at the, end of the tunnel. Yeah there's often a massive upswing at the other side of a recession, right? So you need to try and position yourself through a recession to A, get through it, but B, get yourself in a position where you can take advantage of the boom that fucking cranks on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I think um, like that's a, a thing that people forget about when they're scared of stuff, you know? Like the, the world's not exploding tomorrow. Mm. It's going to be here in, in three days and four days and five days. Like just keep pushing and going for it. Yeah, the next one, mate, help clients. That's for me specifically, but you know we can all think about that. So help uh, the customers that come into your work, whatever. Just help people and and help more people. So keep the change. For instance, one way I try and give back. Yeah. But don't just think about yourself because I just think it's shallow and small thinking. There's if you're hurting, fuck your neighbor probably is, your mate probably is, like someone there'll be someone you can help. Yeah. So. You know, don't get caught in the woe is me and just solely looking at your life. Like, you've got to look after yourself, but you've also got to try and get yourself to a point, I think, to then be able to have some capacity or spare energy, money, resources, whatever it is, education, to then give to other people to give them a hand up. Yeah, and continue to provide value to people. Mm. You know, like, um, I'm a pretty generous person, but, yeah, I've, I've told myself recently to, you know, this over the next twelve months, spend more time on the phone with clients. Yeah. Rather than being like solution, solution, boom, fix, see it on to the next one. Yeah. Maybe have a bit more of a chat, see how they're going and nice. be a bit more human, things like that, you know? Well I've got uh, one further down my list, but um be I've got here yeah, be mindful of non action taking slash poor me conversations. Because what I, I notice, um and we're pretty lucky because we've got very aspirational clients, but through previous sort of downturns and like I always say to business owners, you can create a recession whenever you want, even in a fucking market boom. If mm. you just stop doing the things you need to do and you have like a bad attitude, like yep. your recession's coming and yep. you're in yep. one. 100%. And, and I've seen clients recently or people wanting to get in touch and talk to us about doing work with us and I'm like, well, fuck, the recession's already a bit for you, man. I'm like, give me an in one for 12 months. I'm like, how'd you fuck this up? Mm. They shouldn't have in the industry they're in. But you know, be mindful like how much time you end up 
just wasting, spending time, you know, going, how did this happen and what's going to happen? Oh, I can't believe this. And, and it's like you've got to, if you are just only going to do that, then you've got to remember that it's going to suck you away from trying to find solutions for yourself and, and find yeah. people who are keen is it, to work. Is it, is it energy you're spending um, is it productive or yeah you know like I've been caught out by putting a lot of effort into learning economics and stuff and it doesn't really get me anymore you know I've learned a few things that have been really helpful but I probably didn't need to do as much as I did yeah well the <laughs> what's the that um well you're not actually learning as much each time right like it's basically yeah, you kind of got the bulk of it smaller yeah diminishing returns yeah uh, one thing I've got here mate show up you know and I think that people they need like you've got to remember that, okay, it's tough and sometimes it gets boring and all these people that have built up followings and, and shit, they might just disappear because their thing's not working anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think um, there's going to be, I mean, we see it in, in the mortgage space and in the real estate space, like when things get quiet, a whole lot of people leave the industry and then when things get going, everyone comes into the industry and if, you know, people that have done a couple of cycles... Now, I know some real estate agents that make a million dollars a year. That's their income. Yeah. And, you know, if it gets quiet, they might go back to half a million. Mm. But they'll be there the next time it's a million. Yeah. Because they just keep going and keep going and stick at it. And over time, they just become the most wanted person in their field. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they just show up day in, day out, bad, good, whatever. Yeah. Keep going. And just, um, yeah, get get known. I've been doing... Well, not cold calls, but well, effectively like cold calls, but to people that potentially need an accountant. Mm. And I've been doing them in front of my girlfriend this week, and she just she laughed at me today and was like, "Going to do any more of those phone calls today?" <laughs> and she's just like, "Fuck, how do you do that? It sounds so punishing." And I'm like, "Yeah, look, you just kind of have to just remove the emotion of it. You get past being rejected and shitting. Like, just got to dial the number, mm. dial the number, and try to get the convo going." Um, but yeah, I mean, recently I had a real estate agent message uh, next advisory and they wanted to know there was an article about interest rates going up and they said, what does this mean? And I said, you know, Google this website and read the article, you'd really need to know this. And they were like, oh, so helpful not. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you actually genuinely need to know this shit because people are going to ask you when you're a real estate agent and they basically just like, you know, just couldn't believe it that I just wouldn't like spoon feed them, spoon feed them the information. I thought, wow, I can tell. Just yeah. about guarantee that that person with that attitude is just yeah, going to get be washed away. Don't be that person. Yeah, so you've got to put in. You've got to, you know, I've got to go a little bit further. Um, I've said for ourselves, like, don't take on shaky, desperate clients who gravitate towards us. Because often, if you continue to show up and you do are doing well in good times, then some people that are really struggling like come to you. But you can't help everyone, and that's really hard for me. I want to try and help everyone, but often I think what I when I try and do that too much. I usually then start to sacrifice my own relationships, my own health. Yeah, it's kind of like recruiting a bad staff person, right? Like it can cause more problems than it's than it gains. So yeah, so just be careful uh, who you're engaging with or who you're trying to help. If people are beyond your help, then that's okay. Like try and point them in the right direction, but you don't need to solve everybody's problems. Um, advertise for business owners potentially, but even people individually. You know, you're using LinkedIn. You know, the thing is that people in New Zealand are so scared of putting themselves out there is the thing I always say, oh, I'm fucking worried about putting myself out there. You're not that fucking important, okay? <laughs> like, honestly, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to fucking post one time on social media and bloody Paul Henry's going to ring you up and you're going to fucking take over his TV show that he used to have or something. Like, <laughs> no one's going to give a fuck. 
<laughs> and you're not just going to be the celebrity across New Zealand. So, you know, you've actually got to start to advertise yourself, promote yourself, and whether that's inside your business, whether that's, um, sorry, inside the work, the, who you work for, or just online, just how can you actually give value back and get known? Because if people don't know who you are, mm. fuck, life's way harder. Yeah, I think a, a personal brand presence is becoming more and more of a, I mean, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. It's becoming an, an important part now of yeah. how everything works, you know. I've got a great story for you, mate. Um, as an example of this, so Sarah from the One Up Project, yep. when she, she was so scared to put out her first podcast and she recorded like three or four and we would just hit her up every day, like, have you got it out yet? And she's like, Oh no. And what she worried about, she was worried about putting herself out there. Mm. And then um someone eventually came along, had a crack at her, someone that's, you know, a proper proof financial advisor. Uh, you shouldn't be talking about this, blah, blah, blah. Next thing, um, she's getting a call from the Financial Markets Authority. And she's, she's, like, she's like, fuck, maybe I was right. Maybe I shouldn't have put myself out there. And I'm like, have a call with her. I'm like, don't, honestly, don't worry. And I think you spoke to her as yeah, well. I spoke to her about that. And it's like, this is like, you need to go through this. This is all good. We have these. I've had them with the Department of Internal Affairs, like all these different things. I'm like, these are mean. Just know that yeah. you can cope with it and you can deal with it. She came into the office the other day. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I told you, the FMA are now, the Financial Markets Authority, are now paying me money. They're sponsoring my podcast. <laughs> How good is that? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. you know? So like, you know, that's the whole thing. Oh, well, I'll put myself out there. Yes, you will have people that try and bring you down. Yes, there will be something that goes against it. But look at that story. She's now getting remunerated by the authority that so were good, eh? once ringing her being like, hey, we need to ask you about this. And yeah. it's like they now know who she is because yeah. of what she did. It just, I mean, it turns into all sorts of things, that kind of thing. There's yeah, there's opportunities galore, you know. So if you're doing good things, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, especially during tough times, because a lot of people will just shrink into conservation Yeah, mode. what you're scared of is like someone's laughing or, or saying you're wrong or confrontation, right? Mm. But then, I mean, we spoke about it, you know, on the pod the other day and we were saying um, when you have the worst case scenario in your head and it creates anxiety, yeah, and then you ask them like, Okay, so what if it happens? And you've already figured out the answer. Yeah, yeah. So just hit the go button. Yeah, you know? rumble. Yeah. I've got here, and this would be a controversial one, but, uh, well, not really controversial, but some people are like, nah, I don't think that's right. Make contributions to KiwiSaver, like bigger contributions. So what I'm thinking is for myself, I'm like, I've got here 30 years of compounding, 30 years so I can touch my KiwiSaver. And I'm thinking, okay, in this downturn, maybe I should be deploying a bit more. Then I know, well, I can't get that cash back. Mm. And what does that extra cash look like in 30 years' time when I've been buying into good quality investments in, in the dip as such? And then I'm either going to get that later or someone's going to inherit it and be like, fuck. Yeah. Well, smart. You're, you're buying more for your dollar right now with it. So, yeah. So maybe think about whether you want to increase your contributions to KiwiSaver. Some people will be like, oh, I could just invest that myself. But yes, I could always go and take the money out of my shares account as well and uh, spend it on trips to America when I go to Stagdo, for instance. So, you know? <laughs> so think about it. Uh, invest in dividend-paying stocks if you want to tie up cash. That's a reminder to me. If I'm going to deploy cash, I want to be trying to find things that are going to give me a bit of cash back the other way. Mm -hmm. um, build a list. Storytell, build, genuineness, relatableness. So that's probably more applicable for business owners, but so many people and clients we work with, they've got a database. I'm like, they're like, oh, one last week, oh, he wrote this blog and it's perfect and um, we you know, make sure it's all good and it goes on the website. And I was like, and how many people go to your website? They're like, oh, not many. And I'm like, 
how many customers do you think you've had over the X amount of years I've had the business? They're like, oh, we've got a database of about 4,000. And I'm like, so hang on. I'm like, on your website, <laughs> one of your values and the pieces that you talk to about what makes you guys different is you say you're client-focused and clients first. And they're like, yeah, 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 like we're always putting our clients first. I'm like, so why don't you send it to your clients first? Oh, oh, well, they don't want to get a newsletter. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I'm like, well, how do you know? Like, Rock and roll. So, you know, just little things like that. But... um. I think as well, like, I mean, one thing I would try to do is, and, you know, we're both having a crack at it, is being, like, relatable and actually being genuine and telling people the highs and the lows and stuff so that people can listen to this content and go, oh, okay, sweet, I actually, you know, my 30 and 30, for instance. So I think there's, there's huge value in doing that with the people that you're working with. Well, people f- can, people always find something to relate to when you're telling the truth, eh? Yeah. Like, because everyone knows that something like that's happened to them, so... Yeah, no. so so even like you might be at work and it's like you're really embarrassed that you have had to take out an extra credit card or something, but you know don't burden that thing. You know, see what other people have done to try and solve problems, or, or search for your problems online. Be like, um, how to pay off extra credit card I never should have got. I fucking guarantee you, someone's made a video on how to do it. Pretty much every problem that's ever existed has also had a solution. Yeah, ever. Yeah, in history. Yeah, I was just trying so to think of one just, that hasn't. But uh, we're just yeah. little animals at the end of the day. So yeah. Um, I've just put for me to remind uh, for like more of an accounting thing here cold, do cold outreach and chase accounting work advisory will come because I know that speaking to people in business in the accounting space during a recession a lot of people will go okay I'm gonna I'm not gonna do that stuff I'm not thinking about growing I'm not thinking about refining my business I'm just thinking about fucking staying afloat but they still need the accounting side of things done uh, this one's good mate invest in yourself that'll always be your greatest return so even be healthy be happy and keep your energy up yeah it's a uh number one right yeah so you can't go and do all this stuff and say you're gonna smash out the downturn and if you're not in good enough nick yeah so look after yourself out there and actually make sure you're doing you have some learning and staying healthy staying happy checking in with yourself your partner your friends like you guys happy like do you think i'm happy Um, Mm. what's you know what's what's made you happy in the last month whatever like actually start having some of those conversations uh lead others if you're a leader give people hope people love hope and provide that hope if you can. Not everyone's going to be in the position to be able to do that, but I think um, it's very easy to get doom and gloom, but you've got to, like, people love hope, right, and they love gravitating towards, okay, where where are we going from here? And if you can provide that, then I think it's mm. your responsibility in a downturn to try and do that. Yeah, I think, um, like, my, my brain now, because I've tried to study it and everything, like, my brain just goes to opportunity time. Yeah. So I'm like, the most hopeful, optimistic person about the next couple of years ever. Yeah. Um, wow. But it's hard to probably see that when people are like, fuck, my mortgage is going up and yeah, why is fuel $3.50 and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of tough stuff to handle, but it doesn't stay forever. Well, I guess one thing you're very good at, mate, and I've written down here is like think in five and ten year windows. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so don't just think about, oh, this recession or this next year, this next 18 months. Think like, fuck, what does the next five years look like for me? What does the next 10 years look like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got like a 10-year picture in my head. I think I think 10 years is probably a bit long mm. for doing in terms of doing stuff today. But yeah, reverse engineering it backwards and being like, I said to someone online the other day, they were talking about um, their student loan debt. They're like, fuck, I might as well just declare bankruptcy. I'm never going to pay this off. Yeah. Um, and I was like, don't. <laughs> It'll yeah. cause more problems than it's worth. And, uh, you know, I was basically having the conversation with them that, um, and she was like, I guess I just need to go find something that that I can, that I'll do, that I can enjoy 
to do to make money, right? So I can pay it off. And I said to her, like, change change the idea of the role in your head that you're not liking into a time frame. So be like, right, I've got a student loan. I need to make more money. I've got a two-year time frame to work it out. And then if you can train yourself to think like that in, in a, time frame, a time frame space, then you care less about your role. Yeah. And you've got goals to meet. You don't get upset because fucking Billy at the other end of the table at work's a wanker. Yeah. You just get on with it because you're like, right, I'm on a fucking mission here and it's two years to do it and I'm going to stay on this track and get it sorted. Yeah, nice. And it, fuck, I've used that, eh? Like, I know people, I do I do really like what I'm doing now, but there's definitely parts of it you don't and, and um, I think you'll end up gravitating towards something you do like anyway if you have that sort of time frame headspace rather than a, I need to find a job that I really like and makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. even when you find a job that makes you happy, 40% of the time you'll fucking hate it. Yeah. You know, like it might be good a lot of the time, but there's never a perfect day at work. No. Um, so it just can't happen. So don't, don't be unrealistic. Put a time frame on it instead of a role. And there's all this chat these days about, oh, I want to work in a place that, that gives me purpose. What the fuck? Like, create your own. Yeah. Like, go, like, yeah, create your own. Maybe go work at the SPCA then if that's what your purpose is. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's actually like a real thing. Like, there's not, yes, there'll be some businesses that align to your purpose, but that's a very small percentage of... The purpose of, of a company is to make fucking money. Mm, and provide so, the services or goods to the, to the market yeah, that the people guy, are demanding. The guy who owns the company or the girl or the shareholders want to return. Yeah. That's what a company is. Yeah. So if you want to do something outside of that, you have to go do it somewhere else, like... People have forgotten what companies are almost, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, those um, things are like good slogans on T-shirts and shit and yeah, on LinkedIn. I think, I think like those, I want to find the purpose, a company that has a purpose like that. I think that just has been created out of, an, out of an excuse for not liking a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, chuck that shit out the window, get on with it, and um, yeah, you'll find purpose when, you're, when you've got a goal for yourself on a time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your purpose is probably actually to get paid so you can pay your living expenses. So, you know, yeah. be honest with yourself. Yeah, Maybe can, you can find your purpose and your energy and stuff on the weekend and volunteer yeah. or, or whatever. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, don't – that's a tricky one. But, um, you know, I've, I've had jobs that I've fucking hated. I've worked in a freezing weeks, for instance, and I can still remember being like, man, I've just got to get through the summer. And I just – I'd get to uni and I'll find a different job, but I would have stacked some cash and just one, one day at a time, one week at a time, get to Wednesday, then I've got two days to go and, like, try to coach myself through it because I'm like – Fucking hate this man. Yeah. Like I just can't it stand it. Yeah, hating hating your your job because it's like most of your life. Yeah, like most of your day on a Monday is being at your job, and if you hate it, it's it's not that nice. Yeah, like, I work- it sucks. But I've also done it for longer than I thought was reasonable. Looking back, yeah, same. <laughs> because same. you just have to, you know, put some money aside or whatever, or make your next plan, and you can't just quit your job and not work. The danger, I reckon, with hating your job is that you use your money to avoid the, fuck, how do I word this? You use your money stupidly to try and buy back your unfulfillment, i.e., I'm just going to get wrecked all weekend. I'm going to yeah, drink Saturday, yeah. Sunday. I hated that. That so good to finish this week. I'm going to go yeah. get fucking blottoed. Yeah, two days, Friday, yeah. Saturday, whatever, and then you are like, fuck, spent 800 bucks on the weekend. And then you think about it, you think, what the hell? Like, And you know what that creates? Forces you go back to work next week and yeah. another eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, so, so be careful if you're using your cash 
to yeah that's a that's a that's a close your eyes and think if you're doing that that one yeah i mean i've definitely had some of those Fuck days yeah, and some of those that. jobs like i'm sure people Fuck can relate yeah. to that um Damn, I had a... Uh, oh, I was going to tell you a quick story, mate. On the, I worked on a slaughter board, so that's where they kill all of the animals or the cattle, basically, and then they um, they get graded and stuff, and they either get shipped off to Saudi or the shit stuff stays in New Zealand and you buy it at New World. Mm. Um, but you, I would like... you. It's on a chain, so the chain starts with where they kill the yep. cattle, and then it slowly works its way all the way down. And I was um, pre-pubescent... Is that the word, I think? Like, I hadn't gone through puberty. Uh, young, small, scrawny <laughs> lad. And I'd have to move around these carcasses towards the other end by the time they'd basically all been stripped of their liver and everything and blah, blah, blah. So I was at the end of the chain, so I was a little bitch boy, uh, is what I'm trying to summarise there. And one day, I come back from Smoko early, because you could kind of time when you needed to get back to Smoko from because the people up the start of the chain were going back before you. And I was like, I oh, started going back, and you sanitise your stuff and whatnot. Train me really well for COVID, to be fair. And then uh, I thought I'd just go wander up the chain because it's mine. My job's not going to start for another ten minutes. And I could hear, I, could, I started like this water was dripping on me, and I'm like looking up at the ceiling, I'm like fuck, there's a fucking leak in this building. And I'm like, doesn't sort of look to be. And I turn around, and uh, I see this guy, and he's like flicking water at me, and he's a boner, so he's like boning out or like cutting out some of the parts of the of the sheep. And he looks at me, and he just gets his knife, and he just puts it against his neck, and just like draws it along his neck, and he's like wording to me. Fuck off. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man, I am not failing uni. Get me the fuck out of here. And I sort of like looked at him and just kind of like, I was like, I don't really know how I should act. But I just sort of smiled and laughed like, oh, yeah, that didn't affect me. And then just walked down to where my job was and was like, fuck, I'm never going back down there again. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's those little moments you have in life where you're like, at uni, you're like, fuck, I need to make sure that I... You know, I don't go back to that place. Normally there's a rememberable time in your life when you flip a switch, eh? Yeah. Sorry, mate. Anyway, I got... Oh, bloody... Well, gee, it was only one summer, but it was a long summer for me. Um, <laughs> that sounds horrific. <laughs> think about... Um, think about what people will remember you for during this recession too. Like, some people will hide. Some people will... Um, poor me. Some people will put their hand out and be like, "Fuck you, employer! Like, get, pay me! Like, you can get Stop fucked. I'm not turning up." Uh, I had a client the other day telling me about how they had to let go of a staff member, and they were so shocked. And they thought that when they let them go, they were going to be like, oh, "Okay, I could see this coming. I haven't been turning up. I've been lying about why I can't come to work and stuff." And they were just like flabbergasted, and uh, and cried <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, and they were just like, "What the hell?" And but this person was literally. Just like wouldn't be coming to work and would have weeks off at a time of sick leave and stuff. They were so patient with them and tried to go above and beyond. But just think about how you want to be remembered on the other side. You could have a deal that goes sour. You could lose some money in sharesies and stuff. Uh, you might be under more pressure. But like Mikey said before, you know this is not forever. It will turn. But you might burn relationships, you might fuck people off, you might be scared of investing. So think about how you want to be remembered on the other side. Yeah, that, that view for a couple of years at least is really important, I think, eh? And it's like something that um, I learned and shit, it serves you good. And normally if you if you put some five-year targets out there, I don't think it matters whether you're in like a deep recession or, or a little recession or a boom or not. Um, I think the... Sort of how that works always stays the same, and um, just have that long term view. Think about when you're about to do something. Will this change the the end result that I'm after here? Yeah. What will it mean? <laughs> you know, like, am I going to burn a bridge that I might need later? Yeah. Um, I just think, yeah, having having that 
mindset is just going to be so good if if you can pull it off. You're just um, going to get you're going to get remunerated, and you know, like that's going to be a time probably where we're wages might lag a bit while inflation's going and that's going to be really hard um but the good people will get paid yeah so make yourself one of the good ones attitude eh? i watched something the other day about how attitude usually becomes the factor that helps people move up in an organization and all of the the best attitudes end up having the top jobs yeah 100 percent with the people with the best attitude so if you can do one thing it's like work on your attitude yeah like study that it's a it's a no brainer to me, but I've been doing it for a while. It wasn't when I was younger, probably. Mm. I fucked around and didn't care. Yeah. And I got heaps of time. Fucking yeah. about 20. Yeah. Then I'm like, I'm only 30, <laughs> mate. I'm only 30. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it just, it will pay massive, massive yields for you, eh, if you can do it. Yeah. Uh, might even be time if you've got some spare cash to start thinking about investing for your kids for the future. You yeah, know? it's cool to have, cool to be able to. So, like, if we have, I mean, you can see the share market and the Nasdaq, and mm. everything's turning to custard at the moment. Um, the S and P five hundred doesn't go away; they're real companies. Yeah. So, if you want to do that kind of thing, you're buying stuff cheaper at the moment. Um, I don't know when the bottom is. I'm mm. not pretending I know, um, but probably over time, those companies will come back. The big ones. Yeah. The index will still be there. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to think too because say you're investing for your child's education, for instance, it's not starting for another five or ten years. Mm. You're, you've got an instant window. Buy, fucking switch off. Set and forget. Check in five years. Oh, well, five grand becomes eight and a half, nine, ten, yeah. who knows, you know? And you can go, holy shit, thank God I made the decision to do that in yeah. that panicky time. That's going to be the same for property, by the way. Yeah? People, oh, are, people love this bit, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here so, we go. We've, uh, as much as people don't like it, yep, property prices have turned already. Um, the cost of debt has got a lot higher and basically credit is tighter. And yeah, I mean, the New Zealand housing market is supported by mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> and mortgages are getting more expensive and harder to get. And that means that prices will come back a bit. Um, like all the signs are there now, like, you know, there's always pie in the sky, like, oh, house prices are going to crash, like, 50% and shit, like, two years ago. I mean, there's always someone that says that every year. Um, but this time, like, they're going to keep raising rates because we've got an inflation problem, which means house prices have to turn back a little bit. Yeah. So they're down 10 12%. They're probably down another 10 12%. I don't know how much further. But um, well, I think in there's good buys, though, because do yeah. you think in 10 years that the $1 million house will be less than $1 million? Mm-hmm. Because people no. just have such a short-term view. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, i got to get out of this toxic asset. Yeah. Price is going down. And you'll be able to buy it off them. And then in 10 years, when we're out of this shit and going good again, everyone will be like, fuck, that's a nice house. Give you 1.2 for it. Yeah. Or whatever the price is, you know. I went and had a look at an apartment to rent. And I think I talked about this on mm. the old pod. And it's pretty mint. And I thought, I wonder what they sell for. So I went and had a look at a similar apartment, not the apartment, similar one. And recently sold for two point something million. And then it just had on this site the history of its sales. And literally through the GFC, this thing went from like prior to the GFC, it went from like from when it first opened to up to the GS, uh, GFC, it was like one point something million. Then all of a sudden, someone had brought it for like $700,000. Yeah. I thought, fuck. So, like, when I talk to people, they're all like, oh, no, nah, prices never changed in the GFC. New Zealand's property is rock solid, blah, blah, blah. But I've been on, like, we've got systems where we can look up old pricing and stuff. And, um, like, I've, I've looked at places that were listed and sold in 2007. 
the 510,000 and then you see it come on the market in 2009 for 430k yeah and then it didn't sell wow but then it sold in 2012 for 600 yeah so there's there's your sort of curve and dip you know like yeah so um i think yeah being carried away with all the speculation in the last couple of years it was fun but yeah now we're probably going to go through a bit of that mm. and but it does ride it out right like humans are productive animals and yeah. just keep keep going and I guess is if we think about it we've had decreasing interest rates for say 30 years right like slowly grinding down interest rates maybe just maybe now we've got high inflation the powers that be are like you know what like fuck it let's let's really roll this thing let's really reset this economy and we have rampant inflation we have rampant interest rates we try and tame the inflation we just blow the fucking bubble out of everything <laughs> re, re, reset it all <laughs> reset it all and just let a whole heap of people fail like I mean I don't I, I feel like we don't let people fail anymore so I don't think it's plausible nah. that that will happen that's what they should do yeah is fucking send it to zero <laughs> yeah but like maybe just maybe but there's yeah. this percentage that that is the, the plan behind well, the scenes well there's a few economic theories out there that uh, say they won't have any choice but to do that yeah so yeah I mean we're probably talking about a longer time frame than a couple of years, but I I don't know how to how to guess what will happen there. But I think you're right. I think we're a little bit too uh, progressive these days to let let too much failure happen, and yeah, especially hardcore on Main Street. Like inflation's bad enough as it is. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it it could be that people actually just reset their expectations. Or maybe I need to move home with my parents for well, one or two years. That's what a market cycle is, right? Mm. It's like resetting expectations on what your house is worth um that's one thing like if it was one million last year and it's 900 grand next year it's a, a resetting an expectation and that's the same thing with i mean you don't have a fucking choice with petrol like no. if you want to get to work you gotta fill up your car and you know yeah. petrol ain't going back to two dollars nah man <laughs> so, i wish not for a long time Jeez. um Love my scooter. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't scoot up to Omaha here, mate. I'll give you the tip. Yeah. I thought about it. Thirty k's an hour, twenty five k's an hour, ten k's uphill. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of that is is changing expectations, right? Um, yeah. But increase your expectations for income. Just go hard. Nice. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, like if things are going to cost more, what's the solution? And more. How do you and do that? Go give it heaps. Provide value and just send it. That's the hardest thing to do, and that's the that's why most people don't because it's hard, right? And that's, like, people should hear that and go, okay, that means there's probably the most to gain to learn from that because most people won't do that. They won't try and increase their income. Yeah, but just if, go, you, if, you, if you hear me say that and then you get to 80 and die and didn't try, that'll feel worse. Yeah. Like, have a go. Yeah. Just set a target, $1,000 extra income, 2000 yeah. three, whatever it is, and just be like, you know what, and just write it down and then just slowly find ways that you can create a thousand dollars of extra income for you, even if it's just selling some shit around the house and then go, right, minus fifty dollars, nine hundred and fifty dollars to go. Go and do the lawns for someone. Go and like help something with someone. Yeah, just keep an eye out for opportunities. We the think the thing is that you think, oh that's so hard because you've never done it. But once you start to get the hang of it, you start to see opportunities everywhere everywhere rather than just like that's not possible. It's not mm. possible. I could never do that. I've never done I know no one that's done that. And you've got to basically completely change the way you look at this shit and you go, fuck, maybe I could get five cents to recycle this plastic bottle. Oh, there's another one too. Now it's 10 cents. Oh, yeah. there's one over there. 
now it's fifteen cents. There's all know? sorts of stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not there if you don't try. Hey, maybe the other thing I've been thinking about, mate. Maybe the boom is here's another drink bottle, fifteen cents, <laughs> mate. I'm, I'm crushing it. <laughs> maybe um maybe the boomers bail everyone out. Maybe they've got all the cash and they. Like they don't want to see their kids, say their kids stop being able to afford their mortgage. Yeah, that's sort of how it happens. Like that's already happening with gifts being passed down as deposits for purchases of new homes. Yeah, I wonder if that's what we'll see. We'll see the bank mum and dad going, "Oh fuck, I didn't realise you couldn't pay your mortgage here. We'll we'll pay the difference, or we'll we'll give you an allowance each week or whatever." Yeah, I mean, for the for the wealthy, obviously. So like their assets and and retirement funds and things have lost value. True. Well, are going to lose value as well, so it gets harder to gift when there's a smaller amount there. It was easy over the last two years where everything was going up at forty percent a year. Yeah. Oh, you need a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no worries. <laughs> yeah. Only a hundred. One month, oh, mate. A little pleb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little pleb. <laughs> Fuck. Thought I raised you to be even more richer than that. <laughs> Fucking millennials, eh? You and your avocado toast. Oh, Fuck. Dear. Oh, your poached egg, loving <laughs> millennial. Anyway, mate, I've got here as well. Be calm. Like back your decision making. Take risks and remember. Um, like how you see the world, or so if you're a real negative person, calculated like, risk, yeah, yeah. If you're negative, you probably see everything's gonna be negative for ages. If you're real positive, you might be too positive. Like you've got to try and figure out what. The, I, like one thing for me, I noticed I, I see things quite often before they happen, mm. but I'm very early to things. But then I don't know when to pull out. So, uh, as an example, <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, being early yeah. is wrong. <laughs> yeah, like Bitcoin. I'm like fuck. I reckon people, like, well, there's all this cash floating around. People might start buying that. I'm like, I need to look into it. And then I'm buying it at 14,000 New Zealand, 20, 21, 30, 25, 40, 45. And then I'm like, fuck. Like, oh, I'm not happy with 100%. I'm like, then I'm buying back at 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck, this is all going to go down. 80, it, 70, 60. Yeah. <laughs> the world's changing. But I'm like, I should probably sell this because I like I can see this is going to go down. But I'm like, nah, don't want to pay any tax on it. Can't be fucked. I'll just hold it. Want to hold it anyway, and then yeah. make no like take no action, and then yeah. sit here. And I guess that's where I don't get as impacted by it because I'm not blindsided. I'm like, fuck, I knew this was going to happen like months ago, but I didn't take any action to actually benefit from it. Yeah, but you've already done the thing that we were just talking about before. We've put in the, the hard work and created something that fits you income. So yeah, you know that you can achieve it and get back to work and and fix it if if you did lose it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, uh, I mean, to give a couple of examples from myself personally, so my accounting business, for instance, I've been in at work on the weekends when previously I haven't been or I haven't really even needed to. Mm. But there's sometimes where I'm like, fuck, I'm in. But in that time, I'm going, okay, I'm finding new ways to be able to reach out to new business owners. There's just yesterday, for instance, I saw an electrician had liked our Instagram and responded to something, and I went on their website and I just copy and paste his mobile number. Hey, man. Um, appreciate you engaging with our staff. Hey, who are you using for your account, uh, current accountant? If you, um, you know, if you're not happy with them, love to have a chat. If you are, mate, don't, um, you know, don't change what's not broken. Um, we're and he said, nah, mate, we're sweet. Using blah blah blah. Love you guys' content and stuff. And I said, mate, we'd love to add another one or two um, of your type of business to our client list over the next twelve months. So if any of your mates are in business and their accountant sucks. Tell him to get in touch. Yeah. He's like, mate, really appreciate it. Six months ago, I'd probably be like, nah, I can't really be fucking that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to start to retrain yourself to be like, okay, what else could I be doing? Where's yeah, my well, opportunity? Me and you have probably timed that at the same similar timing, right? We're seeing a little bit of what's coming and we're like, right, back to seven days. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's time to, I do the same thing. I jump in, in and um, go through my database. And he, I was, the other day, I was in on the Sunday just being like, who haven't I spoke to for a while? Yeah. And I just went through, you know, someone that I did a loan for three years ago and, 
maybe they were on a five year fixed rate or whatever, so I don't need like their set up, but give them a call. Yeah. See what's happening. Um and you know, if you get one or two clients out of a weekend's worth of work, all of a sudden it was worth doing it. Hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Out of two weekends work it's worth doing. I used to have the same thing when I started mortgages and I was going to open homes and no other mortgage brokers were doing it, you know, and I'd go to open homes and be like, If I can make like two thousand dollars on someone's loan, yeah. And I get one loan out of a whole weekend. Fucking a, that's worth my time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that is a hundred percent worth it. And that yeah. was my goal. And then it was my goal to get two loans a weekend. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, this weekend I'm going for four. You yeah, know. Four. Then you got five. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying the bank. So <laughs> I'm taking them over. So yeah, just um, and you know, for a while I didn't do weekends, and now I'm like, shit, there's going to be a bit of a rough patch coming up, I reckon. So it's time to start fucking smashing it and. I've got a holiday booked in October, so I was like, right, seven days till October. Yeah. Get down to business. Got to get it done. Uh, anything else from your side, mate, there? I've just uh, ripped off some of me, ripped out some of my notes there from earlier in the week, but I'll continue to add to that. But I think it's a good exercise for people to think about is like actually how they're going to handle this time that we're going into. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, go just give it heaps and, and smash it. But also, yeah, don't be negative and forget that there's light at the end of the tunnel, eh? Yes. Yeah. Everything will turn around but I do think we're going to have a shitty time yeah oh well we'll uh opportunities galore yeah try and um, get around people that are going to help you succeed and, and also think of ways that you can do that for other people as well a pleasure as always mate some gems in there for the people we have to think of another few topics and uh, rip into it soon we'll ask the people yeah let us know what you want to hear about lukeakeepthechange.co.nz drop us a line on the old Instagram and we'll get stuck into it <laughs>